Hello, 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 hello. A little new Arcade Fire with Peter Gabriel. I haven't even heard this song yet. Anyways, uh, this is Jake with Radio Underland coming at you live. Had the day off yesterday. Went down to uh, Disneyland. The communist regime at Disneyland. Had a good time. Had a good time. Uh, you know, I you know I noticed, you know I noticed, and this is kind of off topic, but uh, I was watching the Main Street Electrical Parade. Well, I wasn't watching; I was walking past it, and um, I'm walking, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's a new float. It was at the end of the parade, and there's you know just really long float with all these little tiny characters. I'm all, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait 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 wait, wait a minute. What happened to the the to the in honor of America float that always was it behind the uh, the um, electrical parade? You know the one that was super long with the American flag that went on forever and had a big eagle with Mickey ears and shit. They took it out, man. It's supposed to be the original Main Street electrical parade. Here, let me see if I can find a picture of that real quick. Uh, they don't want to be offensive. They don't want to be offensive with that uh, uh, American uh, American. Yeah, yeah, this one right here. Remember that? Remember that that float? Remember? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Mr. Big Freedom Eagle and all that other stuff. They took it out. They replaced it with some Moana nonsense and, you know, all these little princesses and everything. But, yeah, good time at Disneyland. Disneyland. Went there Sunday and Monday. That's a, that's a lot of Disney, man. It's a lot of Disney. Uh, and you can't really do much with a baby. You just kind of um, you, you, you walk and he sleeps. He wakes up, he eats, and he sleeps. You can't really ride rides. You can't really do anything. But I'll tell you what, what I did notice is the price of gas is on its way back up. Oh, yeah. Hot diggity damn. Uh, yeah, the feds opened up the reserve. They are trying to bring the prices down. It did start to slowly taper down for 12 days, but L.A. County gas prices rise the 12th day in a row. It was going down. Now it's back up 12 days in a row. Uh, the average in L.A. is $5.89 per gallon for regular gas. It's just horrible. It's just, you know, so I'm debating, man. I'm like, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I buck up and try to find me a used Prius? I'm thinking a motorcycle. Yeah. I need another motorcycle. Of course, Missy doesn't want me to do that at all, but I'm looking, I'm looking at like these adventure off-road trail bikes, like a, like a BMW GS 800. I think that'd be perfect, but uh, I'm not getting the green light on that. That will have to be one of those things where I just leave one day and come home and it's like i i don't know where it came from but I, somebody gave me the keys and it is what it is i'm sorry do you ever do that you ever do that just go out bite you don't even ask about you know i'm talking to guys in a serious relationship you know you long-termers uh, some of you hispanics don't like getting married but you like living with the same bitch for 15 years but you guys you know what i mean where you're basically married you need something and you just uh you know you just kind of you don't need it you want it but you're definitely not going to go and ask for approval because, you know, we, we know how these wives are. There's no way they're down for it. And you just kind of show up with it and they don't talk to you for a couple of years. But it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, OK, anyways, uh, big, big, big Hunter Biden laptop news that uh, came out over the weekend. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's kind of a gray area here. I mean, I think we all understand that the laptop uh, contains a lot of stuff that really puts uh, Hunter Biden and 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 Papa Joe, Papa Joe Biden on the uh, Chinese payroll, 
Uh, but this was an interesting text. I mean, where they found this at in the laptop, I, apparently it was, a, it was a text between Hunter and uh, I, I believe his daughter. Well, anyway, here's some more information on that. This is short. Take a listen. Over the weekend, we learned that Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50% of his earnings to his dad, President Joe Biden, according to text messages on the old laptop. Now, doesn't that just sound like a deal? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to set you up. You're going to get all these millions of dollars from this uh, Chinese company or whatever. And uh, the deal is that 50% of it goes to me. That's just like old school gangster. I mean, it's it's what you do, right? Well, here's more about it. Here's how they found this. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years, Hunter allegedly said to his daughter Naomi in 2019, quote, it's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Pop mm -hmm. is in reference to the president. Allegedly, allegedly it's in reference to the president. But I mean, come on, come on. We can all see through the bullshit that that's 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 Hunter talking to his daughter about Grandpa, Grandpa Sniffy. Grandpa Sniffa Sniffa Luffagus uh, about the deal that he has with him. So, I mean, the, the, the fact that nobody, I mean, nothing's being done about this, like nothing, nothing. I don't know, man. Um, you know, the abortion issue. I, I want to I want to say something about Roe v. Wade because this is going to hurt the re, the Republican Party in this big red wave that we've been uh, proclaiming where people are so fed up with the democratic rule and joe biden in this country that we we expect this huge red wave and um you know who leaked it how was it leaked but i'll, I'll tell you what this is going to hurt the this this transition of power that we've been talking about and well how's that going to hurt you know roe v wade's being that's what the right wanted i mean this is a win for the right it is it is but it's bad timing and i'll tell you why because there's a lot of people in this country like abortion is always like at the forefront of voting you know once the abortion topic comes up i i don't care if it's hitler he's pro-life uh so i'm gonna vote for him or i'm i'm pro-choice and i don't care if it's diane feinstein i'm gonna vote for her because it's such a division line and the fact that all this abortion stuff the reversal of potential reversal of roe v wade is coming out right now is going to hurt because i'll tell you what that big swath of the middle americans Republicans, the right is 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 banking on this big swath of middle Americans that are fed up with the Democratic Party are going to sway over and fill those seats with Republicans, all right, or conservatives. But they're going to be torn because a lot of those people in the middle, they're 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 pro-choice. They're pro-choice. And so now this topic coming out right before midterm elections, et cetera, it's going to make them say, focus on that and be like, ah. Shit. Yeah, but I can't take women's rights away, so I'm going to vote Democratic again. As much as I hate it, as much as they're fucking up the system, this whole pro-choice thing is so important to me that that's where my vote's going to go. So I see this whole thing, this timing of this Roe v. Wade. You know, think about it. Why why hasn't the White House come out and condemned uh, or said anything about this releasing of the Supreme Court, you know, uh, draft on on their opinion regarding Roe v. Wade? They're not saying because it's in their favor. It's in their favor. All the, it's thrown out a big net to all those to all those Democrats that were going to leave the party, all those middle Americans that were going to leave the party. It's thrown out that big net and say, yeah, but remember this? Yeah, you want your freedom of choice? Come back. Come back. Come back to Grandpa Sniffy Pants because we're, we're the only party that's going to help support you in this. So, uh, 
<laughs> I think it's bad timing. So it's going to definitely put a big crimp in the in, in the whole red wave that's coming in the midterms. Um, uh, Senator Graham was talking because now they're all hot on this. They're wanting to pass a new federal law. Um, even if Roe v. Wade, if the opinion on that changes from the Supreme Court justice, they want to they want to do something uh, to make something more permanent. And uh, here we go. Let's take a little listen to this. Here with reaction, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham is with us. Senator, welcome back. There's not a single thing I can point to that the Democrats can run on uh, and say we've been successful here, there mm-hmm. or anywhere. Uh, they seem to have now right. locked into an extreme position on abortion and even supporting doxing these Supreme Court justices. (laughs) Now, Wednesday of this week, we are expecting a Chuck Schumer vote to codify Roe. Uh, Do we know the language in that bill? Uh, How extreme is it? Well, it doesn't codify Roe. What it would do is allow abortion to be had right up to the moment of birth. That's not Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade says the state can regulate abortion uh, after viability of the fetus is about 23 to 24 weeks. This goes well beyond Roe. So their answer to Roe v. Wade being potentially repealed is to nationalize a law that allow abortion right up to the moment of birth. Uh, that's pretty extreme. This will be a referendum on Joe Biden's economic and national security policy. It won't be a referendum on Roe v. Wade. The election in 2022 will be decided about you can't buy a baby formula. I bet 100% of Americans believe that if you have a baby and you bring a baby in the world should be able to buy formula. Well, there's a crisis when it comes to baby formula. You can't fill up your gas tank. I spent $65 filling up my gas tank today, and it was three quarters. Uh, uh, and that was just three quarters. The border is broken. This is going to be a referendum on Biden, not Roe v. Wade. All right. So what he's what he's saying? What's going to happen here in all these midterm elections? You're going to be hearing a lot of stuff. I mean, that the I believe the Democrats are going to be going hard on this whole abortion stance and making it uh, federally uh, federally protected nationwide in all 50 states, that's going to be a big deal. But like, like Senator Graham is saying, <clears throat> at the same time, we've got bigger fish to fry. See, that's my thing about the whole abortion argument. Uh, they always, everybody wants to take that and make that paramount, the most important issue that's going on. And uh, if you're a fetus, that is the most important pr- uh, 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 thing going on. And I hate to belittle that. But in my own opinion, there's a lot more, maybe not more serious, but there's problems that need to be addressed, such as you can't buy formula. You People are struggling to fill up their cars. I mean, to fill up my little Chrysler costs as much as it used to fill up my uh, big old diesel truck. You know what I mean? And so these prices are just out of control and we're just tanking. We're tanking. And people need to keep that in the forefront of their mind that as much as they're going to try to make this election cycle about abortion. Is that really the most important thing right now for you, for your pocketbook, for your pocketbook? We're in Cal. I'm in California. So California, it's going to be a free for all. They're going to let you abort the baby after it's one year old. California doesn't give a shit about babies and killing babies and fetuses and all that kind of stuff. California, we don't we're not going to have that problem. If you consider it a problem, um, they're, they're going to let you kill babies. You can get that done at the Dollar Tree in California. You know what I mean? Well, they're all about it. So I'm not. You know, if you're a California voter, you shouldn't even that's not even a, of, a, of a concern. But, you know, nationwide, it's a little different story. But what is what is really affecting our pocketbooks? Gas prices, the economy, inflation that's out of control, all that kind of stuff that has been put in place by our lovely uncle, grandpa, sniffy pants in the White House 
and the and the 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 the, the, the leftist uh, politicians that run this state, Newsom, Feinstein, et cetera, all this other crap. Uh, yeah, it's just a bad place to be. So they're going to try and they're going to try and twist this. They're going to try and twist the optics to get it all focused on abortion. We're, that's all we're going to be hearing is abortion, 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 abortion. And uh, remember, there's some bigger fish to fry uh, regarding your own um, pocketbook. Uh, but that being said, Lori Lightfoot, uh, the Democrat uh, Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, uh, she's, she's, she's all about this. Um, apparently she wants to make Chicago your destination for killing your babies in your tummy. Um, she's all about it. Democratic Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot is vowing that her city will be an oasis for abortion. If Roe v. Wade is overturned on Monday, Lightfoot announced a justice for all pledge dedicating $500,000 towards access to abortion care in her city, including transportation and lodging for women coming in from out of state declaring Chicago an island of reproductive freedom and a safe haven in the Midwest, unless you're a fetus. Um, so that's, that's Chicago's take on this. They're going, they're going to the paint. They're going hard. And uh, yeah, they'll even give you a hotel room. So, you know, it'd, it'd be a nice little uh, 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 destination. You know, you take your skank girlfriend. Um, she's, 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 uh, you know, she's, she's, she's pregnant. And it's like, well, hey, let's just let's just get away to Chicago. We'll get a free hotel, transportation. Let's go to Chicago. We'll have some good pizza. We'll kill a baby, and it'll just be it'll be memorable. We'll put it on our Instagram, Snapchat stories, TikTok, all that other shit. Abortion TikToks. I'm sure those are coming. Um, there was one character who I thought was uh, uh, this is this is probably bad humor, and I should, but you know, you got to be able to see humor in all things, right? Um, this this person. Let me pull it up here because this was this was rather funny. Um, talking about abortion on MSNBC, uh, this is bad quality. But let me get this rewound to the top. And here we go. Just listen to what this chick had to say. This is going to piss some people off. But I like this girl because it's 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 like uh, it's a little bit of black comedy coming in here. And I d I don't mean African American black comedy. I mean dark comedy. Okay, so don't get your don't get your knickers in a bunch. Uh, check this out. This is this is rather entertaining. I mean, here's the thing. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I I would like to find out who the leaker is, so I could make sweet love to that person. Now, when she's talking about the leaker, she's talking about who leaked these documents from the Supreme Court. Okay, I want to. I just want to put this in reference of what she's talking about. So she's referring to the person that leaked all these documents that uh, gave the rough draft of the opinion from the uh, Supreme Court of the United States. So I could make sweet love to that person because that person is a hero <laughs> to me. Okay. And if the leaker, yeah. a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative. If the leaker is a Republican uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus and let them know. <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question. I probably didn't. Um, it, it it was a little it was a little off topic. It was a little. Go ahead, okay. Joe. <laughs> Take this one. <laughs> all right, that's about it. That, that's a that's a that's a humorous. I can I can laugh. I can laugh. You know, saying she, she'd bang the conservative, get pregnant, and then then abort the baby, send him the fetus in the mail. I mean, I, I mean, if you want to take it really far, that's 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 what I do. Anyways, uh, yeah. So that was a uh, Lori, uh, something. She's a comedian anyway, so she was just going for the hardcore laughed. You know, hashtag invest in wire hangers. Um, <clears throat> uh, where are we at? Okay, so this was interesting. 
This is interesting. So, you know, there's been all this uproar, banning books in schools, all this kind of stuff. I'm not one for banning books in schools, but at the same time, do you have a problem if there's like uh, uh, explicitly sexual, whether it's heterosexual or anything, do you have a problem with there being explicitly sexual material in our uh, children's school libraries? Um, I don't think it should be there. I don't think, you know, I think we should kind of pay attention to what's going on in the school library. Um, you know, just because it's printed and there's no pictures doesn't mean it's not pornographic. Um, I don't know. It's not a topic that I delve into too much, but there's some parents that are definitely pissed about this. And this was what went on a school meeting. And the funny thing here is this lady is in the school board meeting and she starts reading passages about a gay sex scene strap on dildos, the whole thing on a book that's available in the schools and the school board starts silencing her and telling her to shut up. You can't read that you're out of line, but these are the books that are in the school. How, how can, how can, how could it not be appropriate for the school board meeting, but it's appropriate to have in the school library. If, if you can't read in the school board meeting of what's in these books, then why should it even be in the school library? It's a very, weird situation but anyway take a take a listen to this and uh we'll let this mom the super mom that's out there combating uh doing the right thing let's 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 let her i come as a parent a very concerned parent about the materials that are in our school allowed for our children to have access to these two books that are on the poster are lawn boy and gender queer I will say that I'm, I do not favor book banning. I want to tell you that off the bat. But I do want to tell you that pornography does not belong in our schools or accessible to our children via online resources that Adams 12 has made possible. Okay, so it's online resources. So it's like an online library. I didn't catch that the first time I watched this. Um, but still, it's endorsed by the educational system. Adams 12 five-star schools. It's online, so these two Karens are going at it. I like the I like the second Karen that's just holding up images from the book. Um, all right, all right, moms, you you do what you got to do. Let's keep listening to this. I'm gonna say a couple things here. So gender queer. Let's go here. Allison Bechdel writes Fun Home about discovering masturbation soon after her first period. It I discovered it around the same age, followed by the further realization that my ability to become aroused was governed by a strict law of diminishing returns, an elaborate fantasy based on Plato's Symposium. The more I had to interact with my genitals, the less likely I was to reach a point of satisfaction. The best fantasy was one that did not require any physical touch at all. I got a new strap-on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Sorry. Then I want you inside me. Sorry, you're out of order. This is your first warning. This, this is a book that is, that is accessible in Adam's 12. So Kindly refrain from further reading here, please. Thank you. How do you have the balls to approve this, this type of content, and then be offended by it when it's read in front of you? I, 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 I don't get it. I mean, if it's that offensive that somebody that's staying it in front of a bunch of parents at a school board meeting, if it's that offensive to that group, 
then maybe it's a little too offensive for our students. And I'm not one to jump on the whole censorship and banning books and all this kind of stuff. But when you're talking about a website that is dedicated to reading materials for K through 12, <coughs> Adams 12, five-star schools, there is a problem. There's a problem. Let me finish reading this. There is no more vulgarity, but this is what you allow in our schools. And this is what you allow for our kids to have access to. This is pornography and this is grooming for pedophilia. Please give me my time. It is because these are adults writing books aimed towards children. And they're saying, I got my strap on, sucking cock and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, if you're in a Okay, let's let's rewind this a little bit, because if you're an adult writing two kids and you're putting that kind of material in your literature. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? I'm back. Anyways, that's it. It's kind of a little, 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 little disgusting there. Um, you know, I, I am about free speech, but man, when, when you're when you're talking about minors. When you're talking about, I mean, that material, that material, I mean, what she was just reading right there, that obviously get it an R rating if it was in a movie, right? And R rating, R rating would be 18 and over without, uh, uh, unless you have a parent there. Same thing, man. It's, it's a, it's a little crass for material that's available in a public school library that's online. Just my opinion. Uh, okay. So once again. Dodgers are in the news, the LA Dodgers, uh, in the race to become the gayest team in America. Uh, this is another, another incident of, of corporate corporate America Dodgers, major league baseball, uh, trying to embrace LGBTQ AI plus <coughs> fans. Um, will this have any blowback on them? Will this hurt them? I don't know, but they're definitely going to be one of the gayest teams in, in America, um, uh, because they're doing a whole uh, pride game and they're going to get dressed up and uh, put their rainbow socks on and stuff. Here we go. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers will celebrate their ninth annual LGBTQ plus. All right. They're screwing over the AI people pride night on June 3rd. But for the first time ever, the team will be wearing a special combination of pride caps and jerseys when they take the field. I'm just, I'm just waiting for some player to say, no, no, I'm not doing that. Or, or some fans to, to complain about this, but whatever, it's all, it's all rainbows being blown out your ass at Dodger stadium on June 3rd. They're embracing wholeheartedly, uh, pride night, pride game, pride, whatever. And look at these images. So you got the Dodgers logo that's in, in rainbow. You got your, the number on the back of the Jersey in, in, uh, rainbow. And then the LA in rainbow, huh? Well, uh, when they take the field. Okay, anyways, again, a little over a week later, the Dodgers and the National League West rivals and the San Francisco Giants will both wear their respective pride uniforms on June 11th at Oracle Park in San Francisco. So June 3rd and then in San Francisco, June 11th. In a public release, Stan Kasten, president and CEO of the Dodgers, said the Los Angeles Dodgers are proud to stand with the recognized and recognized LGBTQ plus community in Los Angeles and globally. The Dodgers have a history of breaking barriers, and we're proud to be part of another chapter in Major League Baseball history as the Dodgers and Giants each wear their team's pride caps on June 11th. Um, and it says down here underneath this picture, the hat and jersey combo the Dodgers will wear on Friday, June 3rd for the LGBTQ. So they're, so they're saying this is the official release of what the pictures, uh, what the uniforms are going to look like. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, but you know, I'm sure there's people out there that will have a problem with it. 
Um, it says here, while our organizations have a long storied rivalry on the field, we stand together when it comes to equality for all. Fans purchasing a special ticket package will receive a commemorative pride jersey. Half of the proceeds raised during the game's 50-50 raffle will be donated to the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center. Uh, so Dodger fans, get out there. And, um, you know, Angel fans always say they're gay over there at Dodger Stadium. And, uh, you know, but I think they just mean it in like the derogatory, like insult way, which I've been trying to get away from. I told you that the other day. Um, Musk is unveiling new plans for Twitter and it's getting everybody in an uproar. Um, and he says the woke employees are not going to like it. Okay. So this from the newsroom, uh, according to the daily mail, which is, uh, you know, some fine journalism that has slammed me before. So I really don't take them and, you know, they're kind of the national Enquirer of online news, but you know, where there's smoke, there might be fire. But according to the daily mail, Elon Musk is poised to fire 1000 staffers at Twitter. As his $44 billion is completed, Musk has also vowed to reduce the company's board, the pay, the board members that are getting paid right now, $3 million. He's going to re reduce that annually to zero. It may take Musk, Musk up to six months to clean house and fire employees. The report says Musk will likely make thousands of new hires. It's estimated, it doesn't say who it's estimated by, but it's estimated that Musk's new workforce will reach nearly 11,000 employees. The company currently employs 7,500. Musk has also brainstormed the idea of converting the San Francisco headquarters into a homeless shelter. Since no one wants to show up to work anyways, this could cut another $3 million in expenses. Um, I saw right here in the bold right here, uh, the, the changes Musk makes are part of his plan to increase Twitter's annual revenue by five times the current levels to $26.4 billion by 2028 up from five billion last year. So Twitter's making money. It's off it's off of advertisement, et cetera. Last year they're making five billion. He wants to bump that up to twenty six point four billion. Uh advertising on the platform is set to fall to forty five percent of total revenue under Musk, down from about ninety percent in twenty twenty. So he wants to get away from advertising dollars. Uh Musk is said to favor a subscription based model over advertiser funding. And it's not that everybody's gonna have to have a subscription on Twitter. What they've done, they've already done Twitter blue, et cetera. So if you want to, you can pay like $2.99 a month and you can like set up your feed a little different and you can get it the way you want. Uh, conversations between users are more in order. Uh, and a lot of people are doing that. And it's at $2.99 a month. And he's wanting to give those benefits to more people and try to pull back from straight up advertising dollars. Um, he he has even suggested users could pay with uh, cryptocurrency Dogecoin, which I'm sure he, he will do. It's believed Musk may also want to introduce payment abilities to Twitter. You know, he, he's the PayPal genius, so he's definitely going to do that. Musk anticipates he can increase Twitter's average revenue per user to $30.22 uh, in 2028 from $24.83 last year. So, you know, I mean, his goal is to get users to just spend a little money on Twitter. He's not $30.22 if you're like purchasing, doing some things on Twitter or whatever. It's not a whole lot of money, <clears throat> but when you have that many users and if it's a bump from $24.83 to $30.22, that creates a much, much, uh, a lot of money. You know what I mean? Revenue from Twitter Blue, the subscription service, the company's premium subscription service launched last year, is expected to have some 69 million users by 2025. Users currently pay $3 a month to customize their experience on the app. And, you know, me not being much of a Twitter user, I haven't even really heard about the Twitter blue until the last couple months, but it's out there. And if you want a premium experience on Twitter, 
You can sign up for Twitter Blue now. Yes, yes. Uh, we always talk about like uh, the prices of housing here in California, just going through the roof and all this other kind of stuff, and it's just really miserable. Well, apparently, it doesn't hold a candle to some of the stuff that's going on in the high-rise apartments in Austin, Texas. You know, everybody's moving to Austin, Texas, and uh, some people are renewing their leases and finding the prices up like over 100%. And a TikToker made a viral video about this. A TikToker in Texas created a video about an email she got that started with congratulations and then hiked her monthly rent by $2,500 for the new lease. Wow. 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 (laughs) The creator, Caitlin Fletcher, used a TikTok audio where someone asked, are you okay? And the person responds, no. Um, It says here, let's see. Mm -mm -mm Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, the email in her video appears to show someone congratulating her. Then Fletcher labeled what she said is her current rent of $2,200 a month and then showed another number, which she said would be the new price. If she resigns the lease at $4,678 per month, that would be an increase of $2,478 a month or an increase of 112%. Oh, man, that's just ridiculous. Here's her TikTok video. Are you okay? No. No. (laughs) No. That's it. That's a huge increase. Huh. From January 2021 to January 22, Austin's average rent increased 35%, more than the increase at the national level, which was 15.2% per Redfin. Still, the average rent for Austin for January 2022 is $2,245, much closer to Fletcher's apparent original rent than the new number. Uh, Austin has been a hotbed destination for California disaffected tech brothers like Elon Musk, don't forget Joe Rogan, as well as pandemic-inspired relocators, according to The Hollywood Reporter. A startup in the area offers microhomes, which Insider touted. Aside from rent, Austin has also seen some home selling prices in flame. Insider has reported the average home price went up year over year by $116,000 in January 2022. So Austin is a hotbed. It's going to cost you if you want to move to Austin. And Austin is like the liberal, the the blue dot in the middle of Texas. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. Now, if your girlfriend is about to go into labor, or she's that close. Uh, what's the last thing you're going to do? Take her to a music festival, possibly a Metallica show. I mean, what kind of deranged fan has to be so into Metallica that your wife is in the passenger seat as you're going to the show and she's doing a little, <laughs> oh, that was another contraction, honey. Oh, no, you'll be okay. You'll, you'll be okay. We're going to Metallica. Well, some nut job, I'm sure they're white trash fans. Uh, were very close to delivering a baby and they went to a Metallica concert and the mom gave birth during inter Sandman. (laughs) A woman went into labor and gave birth to a healthy baby boy during Metallica's concert in Brazil over the weekend. Tattoo artist Joyce M. Figueroa documented the experience via Instagram in a series of posts that went on to be shared by Metallica's official account at every show. I go to something has to happen, but this time I think I've outdone done myself. She wrote figure Figueroa, who was originally bought her ticket three years ago was 39 weeks pregnant when she took to her seat in the accessible section of the stadium. She says other concert goers saw her pregnant belly in line and joked that her baby would be born during the show, but she didn't think that would be exactly what 
would happen. Here's the baby. Oh, this is a cute little guy. Probably ears are still ringing. Uh, while she felt comfortable during the two opening bands, she began having contractions after Metallica took the stage. As the band neared the end of its set, her water broke and her partner Jamie called for help. Paramedics responded, but quickly realized they would not have enough time to get her to the hospital before she gave birth. So Luan, the baby, was born at 11.15 p.m. on May 7th, 2022, as Metallica performed Enter Sandman, uh, the final song of its set. Joyce added a thank you to all the people who have sent her messages and whatever. Yeah, nut job. Giving birth to a baby at a Metallica show. I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool, I guess. That's a story to tell. A story to tell, for sure. Uh, there was a one one uh, neat feel-good story uh, that was in the news, and it was regarding HBCU graduates in East Texas. Um, basically, at their graduation ceremony in Marshall, Texas, students graduating from a historically black college in East Texas were told at their commencement ceremony that an anonymous donor had paid their balances, officials said. Wiley College said in a news release that over 100 students were gathered for graduation Saturday when the school's president made the announcement. We are constantly communicating with donors to assist students in these ways so that they can begin their after-college experience with less debt. Herman J. Felton Jr., Wiley's president and CEO, said in the news release. The college said in the news release that the estimated total for the balances owed to the college by the graduating class of 2022 was about $300,000, and some donors stepped up and paid it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's pretty awesome. That's good to hear. All right, all you potheads out there that are listening to the show, and I know there's a bunch of you that are probably glazed and blitzed right now, and I don't even know why you listen to a news show. But anyways, they're, they're at it again. They're coming for you because they're claiming now that frequent marijuana use may lead to a higher risk of heart disease, study finds. You know, so the health drug that you claim to be for muscle aches, it might be coming back and affecting your heart. In Washington, scientists say a wide-ranging study involving human test subjects, as well as mice, has shown a link between marijuana use and a higher risk of heart disease. Dr. Joseph Wu, the anti-marijuana doctor that you guys should probably petition, the study senior author and director of the Stanford uh, Cardiovascular Institute, collaborated with 25 doctors for the multi-part study, which was released last month. Data for the report used research from a separate UK study that surveyed almost 160,000 people about their use of marijuana, as well as lab tests conducted by Wu and doctors using human stem cells and mice cells, which they exposed to THC, the active component in marijuana to test its impact on heart disease. We gathered the patient data from the UK Biobank database. Dr. Wu said, we found there were 157,000 people who completed the survey asking if they had used cannabis before. 122,000 responded that they did not take cannabis, while 34,000 said they took cannabis. Among those who took cannabis, there was an association of increased heart attacks for those who are aged 50 years old. So if you're an old stoner, 50 years or older, might be time to kick the bud, man, because, uh, it could, it could affect your heart, cardiovascular disease, according to Dr. Wu. Who, who, who do Wu know? I don't know. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. This is a quick jaunt through the news. And, uh, you know, like, comment, comment. Comments help us out the best. Wherever you're watching this, whether it's podcast, uh, YouTube, whatever, uh, just comment. Give us a comment, and that helps the algorithms to find the, the show more searchable. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland, and I will talk to you later. You know what? Let's end out 
because there is that new arcade fire album and uh you know you, you can go if you want to leave you can leave um your class is dismissed let's say uh, but let's pull it up and since i'm going to get flagged for audio anyways on this show let's play one more track i heard one let me see let's do this one right here and let me get the volume up this is the banger all right i'll talk to you guys later <laughs>